having fun with Addison these days, my new granddaughter with peekaboo. You know, the whole world disappears when you cover your eyes. Really does. Try it sometime. <laughs> Jonathan, on the other hand, he's getting old enough now where he, he realizes peekaboo, you know, it, it's cool and all, but, you know, it's, it's not what it used to be. He's, he's getting more into the hide-and-seek stage where, where the others are. And, and, you know, in my house, you can, you can, you can go from the, the living room around to the dining room, through the kitchen and back into the living room, and there's like a circle there with a, with a bunch of stuff in between. And so, you know, you can, you can go around there, and, and if, you, if you reverse course, you can just really freak somebody out that's coming the other direction, you know. And so the little ones will go running around one way, and I'll go after them and then quickly turn and come back the other way and meet them in the doorway. And they're like, ah, and they scream and the dogs go nuts, you know. Great fun. <laughs> what makes it fun is that somebody is looking for you, right? Hide and seek is cool because somebody's looking for you. Hide and seek is not cool when nobody comes after you, <laughs> right? Maybe you've seen commercials like that where mom says, let's play hide and seek, and the little one goes running off, and then she goes to the fridge, gets something that they're advertising, whatever it is, and she sits on the couch between spoonfuls saying, I'm still looking. Uh-huh. Not. Right? The problem there is, is that the person who's supposed to be looking doesn't want to look. Right? You're here today because you want communion with God. That's what this is about. That's what church is about. That's why we're here. So we can make that connection with the Lord. Occasionally, though, we will, we will even ask, God, where are you? As though God is involved in some giant spiritual game of hide-and-seek. But in fact, it's the other way around. It's not God that's hiding. And we are looking. Way too often, it's the other way around. Open with me to the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis, right at the beginning almost, chapter 3 in the book of Genesis. And you know, bad things happened in Genesis chapter 3, right? It was not a good time for humanity. At the beginning of chapter 3. And so, when Adam and Eve messed up, they hid from God. They hid from God, and then in verse 8 it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Let's think about this for a minute. Did God have tap shoes on? Was He walking on a sidewalk in the garden? 
What does it sound like to have someone walking in the garden in the cool of the day when there's no concrete and no shoes? What's that sound like? How did they know he was walking? How, what sound did they hear as they heard the Lord God walking in the garden? Look at verse 10. So he said, I heard your what? Voice. He heard God calling or I don't know maybe God was singing or something you know but he heard God's voice and he hid he hid physically he hid physically from God the irony of that is just priceless isn't it peekaboo right <laughs> Adam was still playing peekaboo with God. If I close my eyes, God goes away, you know? <laughs> but that's not how it works, is it? God was still there. He called to him. God wanted to find Adam. It wasn't the other way around. God was seeking man. Think about that. It's God who seeks. It's God who yearns for us. It is God who is the lover of our souls and just can't stand the thought of being separated from you. That's beautiful. It's beautiful to think of how much God loves you. How easy it would have been for God to... And Adam would have been but a memory... He could have even gotten rid of the memory and just started over. I'll make a people that will be obedient and loving right out of the box who will obey me. But he loved Adam and by extension loved all of us. God was seeking us. He is the lover of our souls. And so he came seeking, seeking seeking and he said I heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day in verse 8 and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord and so today we've graduated from peekaboo but sometimes we we still play hide and seek hoping the Lord is still coming after us and we play these games with God Sometimes we think we're even beyond that. And so it says, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Where are you? That's a beautiful question. It gave Adam the opportunity to come out, to really seek God, to make that choice. But he refused. And then in verse 10, so I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God asked that question. And he said, who told you that you were naked? This was Adam's opportunity. Not just to come out from hiding physically, but to come out from hiding spiritually. This was his opportunity to connect with God, to confess to God, I messed up. I really blew it. I ate from the tree. 
his opportunity to make that spiritual connection, to stop hiding deeper in his heart. But instead, he blamed everyone up to and including God himself. The woman that you gave me. He's hiding. Hiding spiritually. It sounds good. It is truth. God did give Eve to Adam, didn't he? Oh, Adam was speaking the truth. And we can sometimes hide from God behind the truth. And so Adam had this opportunity. Two times God questioned him, where are you? And who told you? He had these opportunities. God has always been seeking, seeking, seeking us. God is seeking us this morning. We think we've come here to have communion with God, to spend this time communing with Him. But are we ready? Or are we still playing hide and seek? Are we really looking for God? It's time to question deeper. Not just, where are you? Oh, I'm sitting in church. I'm looking for God. But who told you? God's looking for a deeper relationship, a deeper connection with you this morning. Not just eating some bread and juice. God wants to connect with your heart. God wants to connect with your life. God wants to connect with you in a way that is not available in games. God wants it to be a special time with you today. God has so wanted to be with us that he decided to come in human flesh. And in Matthew chapter 1, you know that story. We, we speak about it pretty much every year. We, we read these verses. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. God wants to be here with us. He wants to save us. He wants to be a part of our lives. He has come here in the flesh to be with us. Look at verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Can we grasp the meaning of what it is? That name, Emmanuel, God, God of the universe, God who could spend his time with sinless angels, God who could forget about this speck of a world and be no worse off and could go with other intelligent beings, God who is the master of everything has chosen instead to come here. To be with us. God with us. It's mind-blowing. But we've heard it so often that sometimes it's, you know, oh, that one, we've seen that one. Oh, I've seen that one too. Yeah, there's nothing good on. What? 
Oh, communion. I've done communion. I've had bread and juice. And sometimes we think of this in the same way. I've heard it. I've seen it. Done it. Let's move on. But think of what this represents. Think of the communion that Christ wanted to have with us. He came here in the flesh to be not just with us, but one of us. And then he gave himself for us. God with us. God is still seeking us. Think about what Jesus said in that upper room there with those disciples. Luke chapter 22. When the hour had come, verse 14, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Verse 15, then he said to them, with fervent desire or with desire I have desired, doubling that implication of how much he wanted to be with us with fervent desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer how much Jesus wanted to be with his disciples has that changed or does he still want to be with us here today does Jesus want to be with us as we partake of these emblems today Absolutely. He wants to commune with us, not just with bread and juice, but in our souls as deep down, as fully open as he has been with us. He wants us to be with him. To not just be here, but to partake of him and who he is. This is what he's looking for. This is the communion that we seek today. A communion not just of the body, but of the soul. To reach out. Jesus is still calling to us. Revelation chapter 3. Jesus is still calling to us. Revelation chapter 3. And sometimes we, we read these verses as though it's a little bit scary, but Revelation chapter 3 is all kinds of hope. Look at it with me. Verse 14, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, Ooh, yeah, that's an uncomfortable message, huh? Yeah, that's uncomfortable. But listen, this is from the faithful and true witness, the beginning Wait, what happened at the beginning? God was seeking us. God loved us from the beginning. He hasn't changed. This message doesn't change that. This is God's loving message to us. He's still seeking us in this message. Still wanting communion with us at the deepest level. And so in verse 18, he says, I counsel you to buy from me. He wants us to come to him without money and without price. To come to him to get the things we need 
to commune with Him, to be with Him, to be in that relationship with Him. Verse 19, as many as I love. This is God's loving message to us. He loves us so much that He's willing to rebuke us. It sounds weird, but it's the way it is. If I'm running around the kitchen with the kids and one of them starts to reach out for the, for the stove, I'm going to tell them not to, huh? <laughs> right? Because I know it's hot. And they might go, whoa, Papa's yelling at us, rebuking us. But it's only so that they're safer, so that they have safety and are in that loving environment. God loves us. That's why he rebukes. And so in verse 20, behold, he says, I stand at the door and knock. He wants to come in. He wants fellowship with us. He wants that relationship with us. He wants to be in our lives, not just on Sabbath morning, but every day. Part of us, with us, living with us, helping us day by day. God with us. And he says in verse 20, If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and... Dine with him. Jesus, today is calling for us to have communion with Him. Not simply a form, but a relationship, a connection. That's what I'm inviting you to do today. To make this a reconnection with God. To make this your time of spiritual renewal. And maybe that means a repair of a broken relationship here on earth as well. That's part of why we have the first part of our service, the foot washing service, so that we can repair those relationships. And then we go into this service where the object is to take time to commune with God. 